stop recording. <coughs> Hello. Oh, you know what? I was just about to say, welcome to Silver Lines Podcast. Oh. That was in my brain. I thought you were about to say it. I was. It's I was automatic. so close to saying it. It was, yeah, straight away. Uh, we did, what, 17 episodes, so that was straight away. But let's uh, see if I can do it. As long as you don't want to do <laughs> now, what I did when uh, I tried to announce it to somebody to like tell them what we changed the name to, I almost claimed that we changed the name of this to Have I Got News For You. <laughs> <laughs> Us taking over the show from Ian Hislop and uh, yeah. Merton. <laughs> Big shoes to fill. That would Big shoes. Uh, I, don't, I think Ian Hislop has small feet. I don't think he has massive feet. No, probably not. No. Um, but secondly, I, I just that would be a real step down, <laughs> wouldn't it? Just how I got news to you, like, news to you, just their ratings just plummeted. Yeah, because um, big cows taking or over. We'd get all our ratings. I'd take that. Yeah, true, true. Um, okay, cool. Hello and welcome to. Oh, hey, you fucked me over now. I was going to say, have I got news for you? <laughs> oh, what's wrong with you? Welcome to. The... What is it called? Have I got <laughs> news for you? It? No. <laughs> <laughs> what's the fucking show called? That's news what's to me. You changed the name. Me. That's news to me. <laughs> Should be saving some of this gold for the podcast, should we? <laughs> you changed the fucking name. In a world where two men are on a mission, a mission to entertain and bring to you the listening public and their moms positive news. One new format, one new series, one new joke. Lots of new jokes. Welcome to That's News to Me with your hosts, Callum and Buster. Hello and welcome to That's News to Me, formerly known as the Silver Linings Podcast. I'm Callum and I'm with my good friend Buster. This is a new format, a new show. But, unfortunately, same two guys. How are you doing today, Buster? I'm all right, thanks, mate. Yeah, enjoying lockdown two. Lockdown two. Mm. It, this is like the worst version because like, we, were, we, we were given freedom. It was like yeah. when Crank 2 came out. I was just like, ah, oh, disappointment. Yeah, or a bit like when you, you're browsing through Netflix and you think, oh, that looks good. So you leave it to roll the trailer. And then the trailer reveals the entire film. And then you think, oh, shit, I've got to sit through this now. I've already seen it, the whole thing. Literally, I was talking about this with a girlfriend the other day, and I was just like, why did why do they show, like, if, like, especially with comedies, comedies do it a lot. They just show you, like, 95 yeah. jokes in the trailer. It's just like, if this is your best material, one, I'm not going to watch it because it's not funny. But two, like, why have you just shown me all the funny bits? Yeah. Like, this is just useless. We're a generation of they... attention deficits. So why give us, like, a five-minute pricey of your entire, you know, hour and a half film? No one's going to sit through it now. <laughs> the worst one for me was um, Shutter Island. There was a bit in, in the trailer where he turned around and he said, we're supposed to have 65 patients at this place, but... We only have 64. And I was just like, I bet Leonardo DiCaprio is uh, the 65th one. 
And it turned out, if you haven't watched it, fuck you. Don't yeah, care. we're past the time uh, for that. Spoilers. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it, he was. And I was just like, well, it's just, and it, it is a good film, but now I, I always think it's a crap film because it, it gave it away. So because of that, I actually don't watch trailers of things I want to watch. You know, mm. when people say like, oh, it's in the new Avengers trailer. No, I don't want to watch it. I, I, I'm going to watch it. No need. Yeah, no it's like for me to watch it. reading a book often people say ruins a film, you know, it's kind of a cliche or oh, it's not as good as the book talking about a new film, mm. a really, really detailed and lengthy trailer spoils a film for you in the same way that reading the book might. So, you know, but you could mm. say of a film that you didn't enjoy, ah, it's not as good as the trailer. You know, I preferred the trailer. That was truer to the original. <laughs> <laughs> really enjoyed the trailer. Amazing. Great work I, on that. I've... I really enjoyed the synopsis yeah. on the back of the book. It was easier to follow I, I with the narrator talking over the top of it. I quite liked <laughs> that bit of it. I needed to be reminded that it was set in a world. <laughs> I really, really, only really preferred my friend's word of mouth recommendation. And then it really went downhill <laughs> yeah. from there. <laughs> yeah, the drunken description from Callum in the pub was really great. But the actual... <laughs> The film version of Little Women didn't really live up to its promises. <laughs> you know what? I actually enjoyed the film. I did. I enjoyed Little Women. Little Women's a great film. Yeah. Yeah. I actually thought they'd be a bit smaller. But... Yeah, they're massive. Well, like regular sized. Yeah, but yeah when you're expecting size. Little Women. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, that didn't put me off, though. Size. I kind of enjoyed I was relieved, if anything. I thought it was no. going to be about really like the borrowers. Um,. I also the other day did some more watching of things, and um, it's so exciting our lives now, aren't they? <laughs> I know. And my girlfriend woke up, and it was it was Sunday, and it was about nine o'clock. And she woke up, and she came into the other bedroom while I was watching some TV, and she was just like, "How long have you been awake for?" I was like, oh, "You know, about an hour or so. Just nearly finishing this." She was like, "Oh, what are you watching?" And I was like, um, "It's a documentary on the Russian Revolutionary War." <laughs> she was like. At eight o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, well, when not? Um, it's a generally fascinating piece Seems of you've turned Probably into Mark new- from Peep Show then, finally. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, it's one of my favourite parts of history from like the Tsars up until, you know, 1991. Um, in Russia, it's generally fascinating, but probably not podcast worthy. Well, but- speaking of podcast worthy, I've got some yes. news for you. That's news to me. Okay, so let me hit you with a headline. Go on then. Woman gives birth to 15 rabbits. <laughs> you see that on the website. You're going for it. You're clicking on that. Is her last name Hutch? <laughs> that would be too good. Nancy Hutch. No, un- unfortunately not. So this is a way back, right? This is this is news from a while ago. So this is 1726. Wow. Reliable source. Yep. But this is in... This is the time, it's early medicine here, you know, dissection was still kind of a taboo subject, medical schools were quite basic, you know, a lot of concepts that we take for granted in understanding now weren't very well understood in this of 18th century. But this is pretty astonishing, there's lots of written records of this, eyewitness accounts, this, this is something that actually happened. So 1726, uh, an English lady called Mary Toft uh, had a strange birth. It looked like she was giving birth to like intestines and bits of animal. So people were concerned and thought it was perhaps like a 
a miscarriage or been a badly deformed child. So uh, a doctor um, came to see her at home and helped her deliver several cat legs, not attached to cats, <laughs> and nine dead baby rabbits. Did, did she eat them? Was that what she was doing? Or, or did, was, Oh no, she wasn't shoving them up. She wasn't doing the opposite thing, was she? Well, they were... She wasn't going... That would be a reverse what was birth. Happening? That would be a reverse birth. These... Yeah, but she could have just stuffed... She could have stuffed herself like a turkey. Like a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the plot thickens. With rabbits. The plot thickens, Callum, because it doesn't stop there with cat legs, intestines, and nine dead baby rabbits. Because this doctor decided that this was pretty astonishing. So he wrote to Royal Society medical experts in London... Um, and word got around, and the king himself, King George at the time, um, was fourth or fifth? The first. The third. The first. No, first. Yeah, first. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Fifth. <laughs> Shot number fifth. Fifth was fifth was nineteen hundreds. Wow, Jesus, he he was alive for a long time, wasn't he? The, the, <laughs> Two hundred years. <laughs> the famous George was the uh, the third. He was the mad one. So this is one of the same Georges. So you can trust his take on this. So he sent uh, Nathaniel St. Andrew, which is his personal surgeon anatomist. So this is like the king's doctor goes to investigate. So he turns up and on that day, this lady, Mary Toft, gave birth to rabbit number 15. There'd been quite a lot of rabbits popping out over the past (laughs) sort of few months. So the few months? uh, Well, a few weeks, possibly. It's a time period for the doctor to get from... In London to visit this lady. This is the longest labour I've ever heard. <laughs> My mum was in labour for three days. And Rabbits, obviously, it's going to be a shorter gestation <laughs> than a human, isn't it? Like uh, elephants, uh, I think the gestation period, we have to get a fact check on this, but I think it's something like 12 months or something, or maybe 14 months, an elephant. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's a long time. It's longer, but, but you'd expect you know, both the elephants to come out at the same time, not like <laughs> just yeah. still just with your legs in those kind of Or for like not to be the equivalent of an elephant giving birth to like, yeah, horses or something like that. But right. basically, this king's doctor and the original doctor who went to go and investigate this totally believed it. They're like, this lady is giving birth to cat legs. Bits of offal and rabbits. Awful. <laughs> like a turkey. <laughs> so they came up with this. Uh, they came up with this I idea. I think they just took out our liver, didn't they? They just took out our liver. That was, that's, that's what They came up with this idea that, um, and this this was the seriously proposed theory: maternal impression. So, if you're startled by something while a baby is developing in your womb, so Mary Toft had slept with somebody had an egg impregnated in her and then was given a fright by a rabbit, which can happen sometimes. If Whilst they're riding like rabbits. Like, I, I don't know if you've ever, like, if, as an example, something that might frighten you is, uh, imagine you were looking at somebody's vagina and then a rabbit came out of it. That would be... That would be very... A fright very scary. caused by a rabbit. So this... I'd, I'd thumper. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were trying to do a joke about... A rabbit called Thumper, but to the uninitiated, that would sound like you were just advocating violence against women. Oh so. yeah, you you definitely need to have watched Bambi to, yeah. <laughs> to, to make that okay. That's worth just clarifying that that is not what we're advocating here. Um, so this maternal impression idea was was the theory. So the idea being that wow. it's just been a coincidence up to this point that 
millions and millions of women had given birth to humans because presumably they'd been given frights by humans <laughs> up until this point. And that this lady had been given a series of frights by rabbits recently. Um, then then things started to get a, things started to unravel a little bit. One physician found inside one of the dead rabbits that was delivered, was given birth to by Mary Toft, inside that rabbit were droppings that contained hay and straw. And one of the rabbits apparently had been cut in half, Damien Hurst style, with a knife. Rather than backing down and just going, we, maybe something else we need to look into here, they presumably thought, no, she must have been given a fright by some hay and some straw, and that was also inside her that the rabbit was eating. But it turns out she lived in the city. <laughs> <laughs> She'd seen an oil painting. <laughs> but I think part of it may have been commercially motivated because people were coming to I... see this lady paying money, you know, the sort of P.T. Barnum-esque freak show of a lady who'd given birth to rabbits. Wow. I genuinely thought, though, when you said you were cutting open the, the rabbit, I thought you were going to be like, and then there was a little human inside there. <laughs> and it was like some kind of weird human rabbit Russian doll kind of yeah. <laughs> experience. Well, there's a there's a sort of a sad ending to this. It all started to come apart when she came to London, as I said, to be do a tour and to, you know, be a bit of a freak show. And she stopped giving birth at that point. Um, and a doctor threatened to perform surgery on her to fix this problem. And eventually she owned up to the fact that she hadn't actually been giving birth to the rabbits. And Callum, you saw through this immediately, right at the top of this, she had been shoving dead rabbits into her (laughs) vagina to to basically make money out of this strange story. Um, God, lucky TikTok wasn't around. Fuck me. Yeah, I mean, like, this would have went viral, wouldn't it? I mean, in an age before social media, you had to do pretty extreme things to get attention. Uh, yeah, not limited to that. I think one of the final straws uh, would be that one of the doctors actually caught someone trying to sneak a rabbit into her bedroom. <laughs> I think that's when people finally put two and two together and got, ugh. Yeah, that. <laughs> wow. This, this woman's not great. She doesn't sound like a great woman. But she has gone down in history. Yeah. So what she wanted to achieve, she actually has achieved it. Yeah, perfectly. Very like Mark Chapman, you know? Just wanted to be famous. Shove written rabbits in yourself or shoot John Lennon, you know? It's a, <laughs> just a means to an end. If you just want column inches. Yeah. Actually, to be honest, was... I think Mark Chapman's worse than <laughs> her. <laughs> Yeah, I think a little bit, yeah. a little bit. At least, at least, like, at least she's not causing harm to anyone else. Well, probably to the rabbits. Yeah, and a few fair. cats. Well, assuming they didn't survive and their legs removed. Yeah, you just go after kittens, wouldn't you? Mm. Just drown them and then shove them up, rather than just cutting off legs of cats. Yeah. Or she just had access to one cat, <laughs> and then she was like, "How do I straw this one out?" Oh. I like how the first attempt though was, was legs. intestines and cat legs, and she thought. Now that I've tested this, I think it's possible to get a rabbit up here, and also that people will be more impressed with rabbits than, you know, I don't know, small books. Small books? I thought that'd be more miraculous. I'd be more surprised by that. Yeah, I don't think she would have got away with it, though, would she? People were so gullible that they found 
A woman giving birth to rabbits and didn't think to check it at all. I think she could have got away <laughs> with anything. She was just testing the water. Could have been anything. Wow. She could have started telling people's fortunes by like plopping out little manuscripts with little things written on fortune cookie things. <laughs> I kind of wish that she'd pushed it further and not stopped at rabbits, but yeah, that's her great legacy. Mary Toft, mother of rabbits. Right, let's get on with some recent good news. Yeah, a little actually, good news corner. Open your mouth. It's time for the news. First bit of good news is Scotland becomes the first UK nation to ban smacking of children. The law comes into force, giving the same protection also from assaults as adults. So, can't just go around smacking children anymore. Good stuff. Yeah, it's great. It kind of is a bit funny that there was a, a gap in the law that you couldn't assault somebody unless they were a child. That feels like the exact opposite of the way that it should be. Walk into a room, pissed off, just look around and go, are you under 18? Yes. (laughs) And now that you're Um, big and strong, don't hit me back. (laughs) One of my favourite laws of the first ever constitution, which was the Roman tables, um, was that if your dad tried to kill you more than three times, you can then say that he's no longer your father <laughs> wow it's a great just uh, can i get rid of him now he tried to kill me twice like that you can't wait until he tries it again and then you'd just be sitting there just like really pissing him off wouldn't you just like supporting the other team yeah <laughs> god i wonder what attempt sword out like <laughs> god it's crazy romans but, what do they ever do for us eh yeah so another bit of good news, um, and a lot of people listening will have heard this. This is amazing international big news that a vaccine for the coronavirus being developed by Pfizer and BioNTech, which is like Toys R Us, it's BioNTech, um, mm. has been found 90% effective in its uh, phase three trial, which is the large trial with uh, 40 odd thousand people in it. It's been found 90% effective, which on the face of it might not sound brilliant, but that's actually really high um, for, for a vaccine. And, and that's also, to clarify, that's 90% protected from the virus. Not that it does, doesn't work in 10% of the cases. It provides protection 90% for the people on the test. Yeah, normally, normally it's only about 50%, isn't it? 40 yeah. 50% yeah. is Anything over 70 vaccine. is considered a great uh, result. So a 90 is wonderful. And they're using a completely different... This will be the first vaccine of its type, won't it? They're using RNA, um, yeah, which it, is the messaging system, rather than actual the code of the virus itself. Well, a little bit of the virus. It's actually of the code that's the yeah, messaging. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know science. Yeah, there's lots of different <laughs> ways that vac- vaccines work. Sometimes it's with an inactivated um, virus, and sometimes, uh, yeah, there's lots of different types. Well, there's two main types, but this one is breaking new ground. The, um, the amazing thing as well about this is that they've pre-made tons of it. As soon as it um, passed the phase one trial, I think, they started manufacturing huge um, mm. batches of it, which a lot of the vaccines have been doing in the race for the coronavirus vaccine. Yeah. They said they, I think they said they could get about 1.7 billion by the end of next year, mm. uh, which would be good. And even though you know people say, oh, it's eight billion people in the world, 
if like most of the people around you don't have coronavirus or all the older people mm-hmm. don't have coronavirus because they've had the the vaccine then your protection is much much higher because yep. you know that half the population is actually uh, protected yep. and this so, is kind of disputed okay. about what constitutes herd immunity and stuff but this is all going out to the most vulnerable people so people who may have already had it and are healthy will have immunity people who are most vulnerable will get this vaccine and then can join society again because I know people who are in the vulnerable age group over 60 and have been basically under house arrest through the whole thing and they prefer to go out and risk their lives really than to be locked up for more so if people are able to resume normal life in um, the new year because of this well that's fantastic. The next bit of good news is the UAE United Arab Emirates have actually announced on Saturday a major overhaul of the country's Islamic personal laws so they've allowed basically unmarried couples to cohabitate, um, loosening alcohol restrictions, which a lot of people have been arrested for and put in jail, mm. especially westernised people. And also on top of that, criminalising crim- so-called honour killings. Uh, so you can no longer just kill your uh, daughter or your sister for um, kissing or falling in love with a boy that you don't actually want them to. And that honour killing had a massive variety. It's not just kind of like love and stuff like this, but... The yeah, it's a problem all over changed. the world on a killing stuff. It's it, it's, it's it's not fast. legal in many places, but it's often like a defense you can use to, as a mitigating defense. A bit like in France's exactly. crimes of passion, it was like this was an honor killing, sir, and so yeah. it was it reduced sentences and things, which is baloney. Yeah, crimes of passion, I think, is a massive fraud. I like the fact that we utilize the uh, manslaughter or rather over here because what that means is people still get put away for a long time for taking someone's life which is like the worst thing you can do because it's the most time in our society and that's what we've chosen um but you don't just get away with a <laughs> away with something just because you say that your, your wife was cheating on you or whatever um but also on top of that, um, basically the punishment for a crime committed to eradicate a woman's shame for promiscuity or disobeying religious and cultural restrictions will now be the same kind of any other kind of assault. Um, on top of that, the reason why is because actually expats are about nine to one. Did you know this? So what are um, people who live in the country who aren't from the country? Yeah, it's nine to one. Really? Compared to people. Nine yeah. to one. Yeah, wow. Nine to one. It's it's humongous. Um, so the actual then, Saudi people are in a tiny minority in their own country. Indeed. Huh. Indeed. Indeed. Oh, then well, these, the fact Saudi, that these laws exist <laughs> seem even crazier than before now. <laughs> yeah, they're not Saudi, by the way. Uh, they come from. Oh, it's UAE. Uh, this is you. Yeah, I wasn't listening at the beginning of the story, was I? No, and, <laughs> and then also on top of that, um, insult. So the announcement said nothing of other behaviour deemed insulting to local customs that has been landed foreigners in jail in the past, such as homosexuality, cross-dressing, and public displays of affection. So there's so many cha- big changes they made in the UAE. You could say that you know they're making it because they want to increase the amount of visitors they have to their country, um, because a lot of people basically boycotting the UAE, even though it had a lot of money in it, but. The whole point is, is they have made these changes. Whether or not it's because they want more money or not, it doesn't really make a difference. They've still made the changes, um, given women a lot more rights, given gay people a lot more rights, um, you've loosened on their you know, alcohol consumption laws. Um, because before that, you had to have a license, and now you don't have to have a license to, to buy alcohol. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty cool. A, a lot of 
a lot a lot of changes in the, in the UAE, which makes me feel more inclined to go, but I, I still probably wouldn't. <laughs> um, but yeah. So next great bit of good news. Another one. Everyone have already heard this, but we've got to cover it because it's fantastic. Trump is out. And yeah. I have a couple of great statistics that I found. Somebody had taken the time to compile a lovely list of uh, shit stats about Donald Trump and his uh, awful time in the Oval Office. So um, I'll gloss over some of the really dark ones, like the number of people dead, jobless, and trapped in cages. But yeah. he uh, apparently paid $750 in tax in 2016 and 17. He has ripped up 99 environmental regulations. It's only four years, by the way. Only four years. 99! He's... I bet he's well pissed off he hasn't made it to the 100, isn't he? Yeah. This this was a shocking one. According to the Washington Post, who've been tabulating this since he took office, he's told um, over 20,000 lies publicly. So he hit that 20,000 milestone in wow. July of this year. Um, and bear in mind that was in the middle of a pandemic. He's kind wow. of accelerated in the last so it's probably you know a few thousand more than that possibly yeah. this is um my favorite one the number of days he's visited a golf course uh since his inauguration in january 2017 do you have a hazard a guess uh, bearing in mind that there's since 2017 yeah or oh, okay um i'm gonna go for a high number i'm gonna go like 400 well, that would be difficult because that would be like that would be four days a week every week. That's that is a bit high. No, it isn't. Well, there's only fourteen hundred days. He's been by if if by January it'd be fourteen hundred days have been present. So it's like divide by seven. That's two hundred. Yes, twice a week. Okay, maybe this wasn't as surprising as you thought it would be. He's been two hundred eighty-five times. Still pretty high, three hundred-ish. But like yeah, that's almost twice a week. Yeah. But I thought that's crazy. Like, I've I haven't golfed two hundred eighty-five times in my life. <laughs> that is one and a half times a week. I, though that is a lot. And considering that's crazy. that um, he's the president, Obama. Yeah, and Obama, he was having a go at him before he got into office, saying that I won't be on the golf course like Obama is. Look at him going around and playing golf. My final stat, and this is another <laughs> great one. The um, extent of new wall built on the US-Mexico border, I'm not going to make the mistake of letting you guess this time because you're going to say two metres, <laughs> is five miles. So in his four years, after all his promises, he's managed to build wow. five miles of wall on the border. So he's rebuilt some fences and put the wall, the, you know, the, the design that he's been championing of the metal poles, um, but five miles of new wall. Uh, it's been built you paid for it? Of course you paid for it? Of course I didn't. No. 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 It, it is, he's been an abject failure, and uh, it's nice to give him a little wave out the door with some of these uh, some of these little mini-realities. Alabama voters approve an amendment to remove racist language from the state's constitution. Oh, uh, God. So what was the language? Is the... this Alabama, sir? I don't think we need to go into it, oh. um, but basically the all the laws which were inside of it that talked about uh, separated black children and white children at school and then certain like poll taxes and rights of men and against women and blah, 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 is no longer a thing in Alabama, but 
the constitution actually hasn't been rewritten. So laws have been made, so state laws have been made to overturn them, but the constitution never got rewritten. So with 67% of the vote, which is mental, <laughs> there was still 33% of people that was like, no, the constitution should talk about these things. Wow. Um, they uh, will be removed and the whole writing of the new constitution uh, will be made. I didn't know they had state constitutions, uh, which I thought was quite interesting. Mm. But um, yeah, so no more racist language in uh, Alabama's constitution. That's good. I was kind of trying to think of what other languages you might use in the Alabama, like Deep South accent. Well, it's, it's, it's going to be English. It's kind of French around there, isn't it? Well, that's more Louisiana. Alabama. Hmm. Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, that's very annoying that they call it Birmingham, though, by the way. Yeah. So this, I've got to sort of warn listeners, this is good news if you like the environment, but bad news if you hate giant spiders that chase down their prey. But a spider that was thought to be extinct in Britain was found um, recently by a, a local naturalist uh, on an MOD training site. Uh, it's the great fox spider, thought to be extinct for the last 20, 21 years. And it's a type of wolf spider that's about five centimeters across, including its legs. So it's a, it's a big boy. It's like a, it's like a mouse-sized, uh, a shrew-sized spider. I, I genuinely saw a massive spider. No, I'm not actually joking. It was the size of my hand. Came up behind the water tank the other few, few weeks ago. I should have got a picture because it was uh, it was the biggest spider I've ever seen in my life, and uh, even I was a little bit terrified because I'm normally the grabber and throw it out the window. I don't care spiders. Most I think I don't think we have a poisonous spider, which you're now going to tell me that this spider. No, this one is, is harmless poisonous. to humans. Yep, it's harmless to humans, okay. unless of course you've been shrunk down like the cast of Little Women, in which case you'd be fair game <laughs> for this uh, this monster. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that they've came back into the wild again and we've got more um, great, animals great to see. Great fox spiders. Great fox spider. Uh, Nevada becomes first state to constitutionally protect same-sex marriages. Um, so again, another constitutional change at state level. And basically it'll be making the, the first state to recognise gay couples' rights to marry in its constitution. So certain states do have the legality to be able to marry to gay people but they're making an amendment so that gay people's rights are the same as um, straight people's rights basically so America is getting its act together so in some other great LGBTQ news um, Sarah McBride has become the first transgender state senator in the US state senators it's worth saying not as important as regular senators but this is a massive milestone for um, trans people around the world and um, yeah, yep. also another great thing about this, she beat the Republican who was called Steve Washington, which is a fake name given to make him sound like a politician, I think. And she still beat him. Wow. What's his real name? Did well, it might be Steve Washington, but it just a, sounds like a fake name, doesn't it? It does. It's, it, he, he did it on purpose. Uh, and then the last bit of good news, again, more American stuff from my side where Kamala Harris makes history as first woman of colour elected to US Vice President. And not only uh, first person woman of colour, but the first woman um, and the first person of colour, I believe. Uh, so she actually three votes there. 
Um, so groundbreaking stuff, Kamala. I, I'm, I'm yeah, really excited to see what she might be able to do uh, as the vice president. I've seen her. Um, I've seen her doing some uh, depositions in the Senate before, uh, and she's she's pretty great at uh, quite tenacious. Yeah, she's 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 pretty cool. One little bit of good environment news as well. Uh, somebody let the dogs out. It's official. Woof, 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 woof. So um, voters in uh, Colorado have narrowly voted for Proposition One More Four, which paves the way for grey wolves to be reintroduced into the wild in Colorado. And it's important to note wow. that, that this proposition was reintroduced them into the wild, not homes, parks, schools. Which is now proposition gotta... one five, and that one is going to. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to release them quite far away, but also at the same time, can you imagine these wolves that have been treated and looked after for so long? Do we go into the wild? They're like, gotta go catch things now. Like what? So, I've got another bit of news for you. Uh, something pretty, pretty recent. 13th century and it's about Pope Gregory the Ninth's war on cats right there's a lot about cats in this one yeah they're not being they're not being given birth to are they no this has nothing to do Different with story. shoving cats anywhere but okay. he did hate cats and it does right. involve some strange things with cats I'll be honest so <laughs> oh god Pope Gregory the Ninth, who was, uh, I mean, at the ninth point, that's when you're like, it's a big hit. If people want to see nine Gregories, then, you know, he's obviously flying high. Was he the last? Was he the last Gregory, though? I don't think so, <laughs> if no. If he put the end to Gregory, that would be fun. Yeah, so he, did, he obviously didn't fuck things up that bad, badly. Um, he, he, yeah, this may have been a hit. I mean, it probably just seems strange uh, now what he did, starting a crusade against cats. But... <laughs> At the time, perhaps this was perfectly normal, but Pope Gregory the Ninth, the great, the great crusade for the Roman Empire, one of which was against cats. You're guaranteed <laughs> to go to heaven if you kill one of the, you know, satanic cats. And actually, this is the Egyptians were well pissed off. Yes, this is not for them. It's actually though the reason why black cats now are kind of associated with witchcraft is because of Pope Gregory's papal bull that he uh, released. So. He uh, released this papal bull, which is like a, a, a diktat or a Trumpian executive order called Vox and Rama, which was a big description of what the Catholics should be doing uh, and damn, you know, sort of condemning some of these satanic practices that he believed were going on. The reason I tell the story is because of how weirdly specific some of the allegations he made in this papal bull. So he was really worried about luciferianism which is people who believe in lucifer the devil and worshiped him he believed that this secret group would meet up and they would have an initiation where a new initiate would be greeted by a mysterious toad which was as large as a dog now it's at this point i need to remind you that everything that i'm telling you was in an official papal bull that he sent to everyone like, like, think of this as like a Donald Trump on the toilet 3am tweet, but from the Pope in the 13th century. 
you didn't really need any evidence, did you? It just needed yeah. to be an anecdote of shit. And as we go further into this, you'll see, once he gets his rhythm, he really goes for it. <laughs> it's a snowball effect. Yeah, yeah. he finds his feet a little bit. So shortly afterwards, <laughs> after this toad has showed up, the toad that's as large as a dog, an emaciated pale man would appear, whom the initiate would kiss, and then, at the moment of the kiss, would forget all about the Catholic Church. That was what he was worried about. I, why Why is there such a thing about kissing toads and frogs all the time? Oh, it gets worse. Like, so then, only, after the... Only, only did he kiss him and he forgot about the Catholic Church, but then it turned into a prince. It was crazy. Well, it actually, the, the toad never comes back. The toad seems to be a really important part at the beginning, <laughs> never referenced again. After th- this pale man comes along, and they have the kiss that makes the, the forgetful kiss, they then sit down for a meal, everybody together from the from the sect. Then, after the meal had finished, a statue of a black cat would come to life. And then would start right. walking backwards with its tail pointing directly up in the air. Very specific details for someone who claims to have never been at a Luciferian initiation ceremony. <laughs> Right. Then, the new initiate and the master of the sect would kiss this magical statue cat that's come to life with its upwards tail. They would kiss this cat on the buttocks. Oh. Cats don't have buttocks, so their mind boggles here what they mean by that. Cats have a very prominent arsehole, I think people who've seen cats would know, and they have fluffy trousers. They don't have buttocks. Why? What's this thing about the kissing? The kissing of the toad, the kissing of the buttocks. It's, it's, it's entirely possible that maybe the word kiss meant something different in the 13th it's, century. It's, I don't know. It's, it's incredible that a person in the 13th century has a, a likely a likeness towards children under the age of 12 years old, but kissing of cats. Cats buttocks. <laughs> so wrong. And so wrong. Mysterious toads as large as dogs. This is the bad thing that these people keep doing. Children, fine, all good. <laughs> it continues. After this ritual is completed, this document claims that the candles in the room would be extinguished and the sect would engage in wild orgies. Once the right, candles are the complete can- and everyone's had the orgy, everyone's orgied out, a man would emerge from a dark corner of the room, having just been watching. Um, and again, quoting directly from this paper bull, comes forth from the loins upwards, shining like the sun. His lower part is shaggy like a cat. <laughs> the guy with cat pubes, that bit's my own wording, uh, then <laughs> has a brief conversation with the cat, who's still there, and the cult members. No mention of the toad. No one's talking to the toad. Presumably it's still there, <laughs> but just been ignored. Uh, maybe they forgot about the toad when they forgot about the church. And then the meeting ends uh, and everyone goes away. Uh, talk to the cat. What did he talk to the cat about? Um, apparently they would have a, a litany-like dialogue between the cat and the cult members. So discussing <laughs> scripture. Um, maybe it's just like us at the introduction at the top of the show just talk about things they've watched on Netflix or the 13th century <laughs> equivalent. <laughs> What have you been up to? Yeah, just ran after some uh, ball of string. Yeah. What about you? Wouldn't believe it. Some guys yeah, just came over and kissed my buttocks. 
your buttocks. You're a cat. <laughs> well, you know, the fluffy bits <laughs> at the back of my legs, yeah. The bit that the winnets of I've... shit get stuck into sometimes. You never guess what? You never guess what? <laughs> Can you imagine that uh, if someone eyewitnessed this? You'll never guess what? A guy walks in, walks over, it just says, kiss this like dog sized toad. The dog sized toad fucks off. This guy forgot about the Catholic Church and he was just like, right, well, I don't know about the Catholic Church now, but I, I don't. I, I didn't know he didn't know about it. I just could tell that he forgot. Yeah, he forgot. He forgot. So, so you, you could clearly see. And then he went over and kissed this cat, and then just started shagging everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then relit the candles and just had a chat with the guy with big shaggy cat pubes. And we didn't even see this guy in the corner. He's just, he just came. <laughs> <laughs> he just came out of nowhere. Come out of nowhere. And he just started talking everyone to everyone about their day and how they've enjoyed some tea. This is crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. There's, there's one final very specific detail about this. So he finishes off the papal bull condemning the practice that he's just described in exquisite detail. Saying they shouldn't do all of this. And also to warn people that these folks walk among us and that every Easter, some of these maniacs who've been kissing toads and cat buttocks uh, go to church at Easter um, take the the this you know the sacrament or what they call you like the, the the wafer the church wafer that you get yeah. on your tongue. They take communion. It's actually, Jesus. it's actually Jesus. Yeah, the body of the Lord. Yeah, so they take the was it transmogrification where they believe that it's yeah. actually Jesus. So they take communion, but they don't eat it. They take it home in their mouths and spit it into the toilet. Another very specific allegation made in this bull. Shit. Spitting cheeses down the toilet. Yeah. What are they like? What are they like? Bloody How, Luciferianisms. I, this is the thing, is like, you know, the fact that he's condemned it, it wouldn't have been a shock if he'd said that that was a good idea. Because it's 1300, you never know which way it's going to go. Yeah. In my personal theory with this is that Gregory, Greg, uh, was either not invited to an orgy once, and so in peak wrote this description of what he believed had happened there, or just had a cat that was a real arsehole, which is pretty likely because cats do have some arsehole tendencies. That's that's kind of why cat lovers do love them. Myself, I kind of like that you got to work for a cat's uh, you know, interest and affection, but they are undeniably dickheads. So he's obviously had a cat, uh, and it's been so pissed off at it. He's thought, you know, what? I'm going to invent a cult. To get people to pit stuff at cats. And it actually worked so well that this crusade against cat caused huge numbers of cats to be killed um, when they wow. read about this. And it is attributed as a secondary cause of the spreading of the plague. Because there was no Jesus. cats catching these black rats, rodents and things that were passing the plague virus to humans. So that was a, an accidental effect that Pope Gregory had. He potentially caused the plague because he started a war against cats. That is mental. I actually believe they're gerbils and they're not actually rats. Um, but I might be wrong there. Um, Odin might want to fact check that. I'm pretty sure they're actually gerbils. They weren't actually rats. I thought and it was secondly, the black rat. No, it wasn't actually rats. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure Odin's typing away here furiously. The trying to be like, Callum's wrong again. Um, but they 
Uh, Rattus Rattus, oh. so good they named it twice, the ship rat. What what is it? Roof so rat. It's rats as main cause of black death. I was right! <gasps> I was right! It's right here. Gerbils replace rats as main cause of black death. Oh my black rats god. Made- well, that's news to me. Yourself. Hey! Hey! hey. Da, 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 da. Close your mouth. You've had the news. And that's it for the first episode of the new series. That's news to me. What have you learned, Buster, this week? Well, this week we've learned that women can give birth to rabbits, provided they were startled by one when they were pregnant. We've learned all the great news that's been happening this week all over the world. And we've also learned that the bubonic plague was actually caused by gerbils. But if it hadn't have been, it was caused by Pope Gregory and his distrust of cats. And please follow us on Facebook <laughs> and Instagram. But not Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Twitter trash. Bye bye. Bye. Lovely I stuff. Love that I love that cat. Have you ever, be honest, Odin, have you ever kissed that cat on the buttocks? <laughs> <laughs>